Hello and welcome to the Rookies F1 podcast. My name is Chloe and I've been a casual fan of Formula One for the past eight seasons. Sat virtually opposite me is Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been a fan since the start of this season. In this podcast we'll be having a good old natter about all things Formula One, chatting about all the happenings in F1 and getting confused over the many, many technical regulations. Disclaimer, our engineering knowledge is a bit limited so chloe how you been i've been good i've been on a holiday <laughs> hence, why, hence why this podcast is coming to you later than it should be just a little bit although there was a video there was and yeah. if you haven't checked it out i recommend that that was amazing mm. well i uh, i was like uh, i won't i won't do the podcast on my own when the French GP happens because I don't have to do the editing and all that. And then I went and did a video which I had to do more editing for it <laughs> than I would have done if I just did the podcast. But you know what? It was it was worth it. It was worth it to be able to do the podcast with you today, Chloe. <laughs> but you are so, so good and... at editing. What's the YouTube channel? Because everyone should go and watch the video and subscribe right now. I think it's just the rookies F one. If you go through the Twitter, you should be able to find it. Probably be easier to go through the Twitter. Did and you find add it, it to our link tree? No, I didn't. I shall do that. I will do that after I record this podcast. So when it comes out, it should be on there. Talking about being away and at home, I thought before we start talking about the race, there's one thing that I found at home waiting for me at home that I thought was very exciting. The one. It was mine. Mine and Chloe's one. <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about this one on the podcast yet, but I don't think we have, so... Context. Uh, uh, how how long ago was this? Gosh, it was... Was it around Easter? Sometime around then, m- me and Chloe did a Kahoot quiz. A Harry Potter Kahoot quiz, which was hosted by Warwick Davis. Legend. And we'd done one of these before, right? And the prizes, because this was multiple unis involved in this. The prizes before first place got tickets to the Harry Potter studio tour. Second place got like a, a bunch of Harry Potter merch and it was these amazing prizes and we thought second time round we're going to try hard this quiz. We're going to try hard it. So I had my iPad, I had my phone, Chloe was there with her laptop ready to check answers if need be. I've never watched Harry Potter so I kind of cheated my way <laughs> through it. <laughs> I, I have watched it um, a few times, a few times, but we're like, we're going to do well. And we're like, oh my gosh. And when our name, you know, when your name's coming up on the top five of the Kahoot leaderboard and it's just like. The stress. I felt so sick. And then we finished second place and we're like, wow, that's a good prize. We got a personalized wand. (laughs) It's not official or anything either. It's from Etsy, but. We decided, you know what, we're going all out with this wand, and we went onto the Harry Potter website, what used to be Pottermore, I believe, and we found out what our wands would be, were we to be in the Harry Potter universe, and uh, we mixed them together, and now we have this bit of wood. No one can see it, but it's beautiful. No one can see it, (laughs) but it's a beautiful bit of knobbly, bendy, long wood. Uh, I, I, I'd completely forgotten about it and then I came home to it and I was I was just very excited and when me and Chloe meet up again I'll be sure to bring it with me. <laughs> uh, well, I'm 21 years old. <laughs> Chloe's got a wand. 
We have a wand. You don't have a wand. I bet. I bet people listening don't have a wand. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Enough. Enough about the wand. This isn't. This isn't the rookies of Harry Potter podcast. This is rookies the NF one podcast. I was gonna yeah. say official, but is it official? I don't know. Um, <laughs> official. It's officially us. It's officially us. It's not like officially, officially F one branded or anything. Don't want them to sue Although us. Although if they Please want it to be. Us. If don't sue us, but if you want it to be officially F one, sponsor us. Sponsor us. So today we're talking about the French GP. Yep. Did you catch any of it? I caught <laughs> snippets. <laughs> Fair enough. I caught. Enough. I caught my uh, Twitter's timeline reactions to it, which was yeah. chaotic. So I'm excited yeah, that's to thing- learn all about it. I wasn't even looking at Twitter when it happened because I was recording my reactions to it. So we've got a mix. We've got a mix. That's okay. I'm going to be the so, one educated this week. Bring it on. I know. And it's all my notes. So it's going to be chaos. <laughs> uh, so, right. We go into FP1 and we we find something out. Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas swapped chassis. Interesting. Now... There was a lot of, you know, have they done it? Has has Bottas gone? I think he's got a better car. Let's swap the chassis. Nico Rosberg suggested it could have been Lewis Hamilton's choice to do it. Then Toto says it was just a team decision. Drivers were informed of it. It just happened. So not it seemed exciting at first, but not not really. <laughs> it wasn't really. And then uh, one more thing to come out of FP1 was that they had these little rumble strips on turn two which were causing a bit of a ruckus and Bottas, right at the start of FP1, goes over it, front wing damage. Oh, has wow. to change his front wing, start of FP1. And there was, I believe, um, a little thing between Mercedes and FIA, uh, Mercedes saying they're not happy about them, because, you know, that's a lot of damage and that's pretty big implications in terms of the cost cap, whatever, if they're having to replace a front wing at the start of FP1, who knows what's going to happen after, but... Spoiler alert, the strip stayed there the whole weekend. <laughs> of course it did. So, again, it's another thing where it's like, oh, and then it's like, oh. Uh, but yeah, FP1 finished despite what happened. Uh, Valtteri Bottas was fastest and Lewis Hamilton than Max Verstappen. A classic. Surprise. <laughs> classic. <laughs> FP2, I think Red Bull complained about the rumble strips in FP2, actually. And then we had... Was it Verbot Signs? Oh, that's surprising. I thought it was Verbot Ham. Verbot Signs, according to my notes. Hello. Editing Rachel here. It was Verbot Ham. I got mixed up with FP3. Clearly my note-taking and organizational skills are excellent. And then FP3, I've got no notes, but I believe it might have been Verbot Signs again. Sounds that right. Maybe the last one was not Verbot Signs. Maybe, you know what? Should we just move on? Who cares about free practice? <laughs> Who cares about free Who practice? Cares? Because it all gets quite exciting when we get into quali. In Q1, about three minutes in, Yuki Tsunoda crashes out, causes a red flag. Oh no. Almost immediately. <laughs> oh no. Who am I? Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. If this was a video, I'd insert that. <laughs> right now but you can't say just imagine sebastian vettel oh no (laughs) so yeah red flag immediately at the start of q1 bit annoying 
Let me get into it. Very important to note here. Lunch strolls first flying lap. The lap time gets deleted. Track limits. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And then we get to the end of Q1. Mick Schumacher crashes. <laughs> oh, no. Red flag. <laughs> end of the session. Important thing to note here is that lunch stroll was on a flying lap when that happened. Oh, no. <laughs> and ended up not getting a lap time in at all into quali, which put him in P19 because Yuki had crashed out already. That is so unfortunate. Which is really bad. And the thing is, he would have put a flying lap in on the last lap, but he pulled out of it because there was traffic. Oh, dear. So not very good. But what was good was in true Ferrari fashion... Mick Schumacher's crash in Q1 meant that he got into Q2. <laughs> Legend! Is that a Haas in Q2? Slight problem with that. Yeah, Haas in Q2, but the problem with it was that it was so damaged that it couldn't, it couldn't do anything. Hey, it was still in Q2. So he was out. But he still got into Q2, and bless King Latifi, two thousandths of a second off of George, who was in P15. <sighs> When that red flag happened. And he was also on a flying lap, so who knows what would have happened. Come on, Latifi. Yeah, that, that ended with uh, King Latifi, Kimi Raikkonen, Nikita Mazepin, Lance Stroll and Yuki Tsunoda out in Q1. Q2. There was like, uh, it's another case of something interesting happened, but it wasn't actually interesting. Because there was one point McLaren over the radio saying, oh, Lando will be boxing this lap, I'll explain later. And everyone was a bit like, What's going oh, on? Oh, what's happening? What's going on there? But then later on, McLaren were like, yeah, there's nothing wrong. It was fine. Them little... Hey, uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that, guys. I noted down that Lando had a lap deleted, but it didn't really matter because at the end of the day in Q2, out was Esteban Ocken, Sebastian Vettel, Antonio Giovinazzi, George Russell and Mick Schumacher. Q3, again, not too interesting. Pierre Gasly had a lap deleted. Track limits. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Ricard. Paul Ricard. And then the top ten was Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas, Perez, Sainz, Gasly, Leclerc, Norris, Alonso and Ricardo. Very exciting. It's not exciting. <laughs> That's just like you kind of expect it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the McLarens were a bit down maybe, but where were the McLarens? The McLarens were in 8th and 10th. E. I mean, both in the top 10, but... Both in the top 10, yeah. At least at least Daniel made it into Q3. <laughs> pain. <laughs> Ouch. Pain, so much pain. So, wow. yeah, that was exciting, cute qualifying. To be fair, it was just, that was just what you'd expect. Yeah. So, and everyone is coming into the race thinking boring race just gonna be what it is isn't it so the lining up on the track getting ready to go the lights go dun 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 dun. lights out away we go going into turn one max verstappen carries too much speed and just goes off losing his pole position i guess to lewis hamilton who just pops out in front of him oh my goodness luckily yeah, luckily it wasn't too bad for Max. He, he got back into P2, but still. <laughs> it was like immediately like, what? <laughs> what just happened there? Slow down, boy. 
Oh my god. I know. I was excited because I was like, I don't think we're getting anything else for the rest of the race now. <laughs> That's it. But luckily, luckily I was wrong. I was wrong. We had, oh, lap nine. Had to make a note of this. Lewis Hamilton said that his tyres were getting hot. Right. What does it mean? What does it mean? Do you think it means they're cold? And on this episode of analysing Lewis's tyre complaints... <laughs> Maybe they were just hot. Who knows? What does it mean? What does it Red mean? Bull, we're coming for you. We will help you out here. We will crack we'll it. We'll help you out here. We will. We think we think that Lewis saying the tyres are hot means mm, the tyres are hot. At the end of this season, we should note down every time we've mentioned Lewis saying something in this podcast and we should thoroughly analyse it and we will publish our results. Sounds perfect. Get get Excel on. Get the spreadsheet out. <laughs> You'll have a good spreadsheet. Christian Horner, don't worry. We got you back. We'll release a snippet, but we'll only release the full thing if we paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Fifty nine ninety nine. <laughs> we want the money. That's it. Thanks. That's our price. <laughs> so next thing I have noted and I have lap question mark question mark because i was very distracted and i'm very bad at taking notes oh i'm so bad at remembering what laps things happen oh man i was just doing it and i'm like how does chloe do how does chloe take notes i'm so i had to go back this morning and just look through like um live updates and stuff to try and figure stuff out because it's like i didn't have anything written (laughs) for the end of the race (laughs) i've just gotten so distracted but i have here that mclaren's were doing well which they were, although Daniel and Lando did have a bit of a race near the start at one point, and Daniel pushed Lando off the track. I love that, but though. I know, I'd rather it was that all good, than, it was all fine. Yeah, a massive gap between so, them. It was all good in the end. And then nothing really happens until about lap 17, lap 16, 17, when the pit stops start happening. And mind, at this point, we all think it's a one-stop race. That was that was a predicted strategy. So Leclerc and Ricardo managed to pull off successful undercuts, cutting out the rest of the field, like Carlos Sainz, Pierre Gasly. Very exciting. But then comes the important stuff. So lap 17, Bottas comes in. Maybe trying to pull off the undercut. I don't know. Lap 18, Red Bull pit Max Verstappen. Who comes out just ahead of Bottas, I think. Oh, wow. Then lap 19, Lewis Hamilton pits, but Red Bull have successfully undercutted him, and he emerges just behind Max Verstappen. Max gets the lead again. Okay, I've gotten through that. I got a bit confused. That would explain why the past week I've seen so many tweets on my timeline about Mercedes screwing Bottas over in the pit stops. Oh, that would explain well, it. Wait, because his being screwed over in terms of strategy, we haven't even gotten there yet. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because Lando didn't actually pit until lap like twenty five. Okay. So a lot longer after Ricardo. So it seemed they were trying to do split strategy, which actually worked out quite well for them in the end. And then Checo, it's also important to note Checo stayed out ages on his first stint. Checo was out for a long time. King of conserving so, his tyres, we love to see it. 
Exactly. He's, as I said in the video, he's a tire wizard. He's a tire wizard. Like, it's insane. You would not know, but he's just there chilling on these tires that are so old. Ah, oh, I can't. How does he do it? It's amazing. Could be black magic. Could be black magic. Be. Maybe. So, we should get him a wand. We should get him a wand. <laughs> we should get him <laughs> a wand. Not ours. No, not ours. <laughs> not our precious one. Not ours. How do you do these notes? Because I'm looking at them. I'm just like, where am I? What's going on? What happened? I am in awe of you, Chloe. Honestly, <laughs> it's typically. I write the lap number, I circle it, and then I put the driver's initials, and then it will be like, out, crash, pit. <laughs> out, crash, wow. <laughs> mine are, yeah, mine are, I think mine are too small for me, and they're too close together, and I don't, I don't have, they're not organised properly. <laughs> I'm so glad you did it for, you did the notes for Styria, because this is, this is terrible. So, lap. I don't even have what lap it is. I've got 21 laps to go on this one. Let's just what have I done? We'll work with it. 21 laps to go. Red Bull go for the two stop. Ooh. Very surprising. They've done it. Because you've got to bear in mind, at Paul Ricard, the tyre degradation, major. Oh, yeah. These tyres did not like this circuit at all. So we get to lap 44. Max Verstappen overtakes Valtteri Bottas. I don't think Bottas could have done anything here. Nico Rosberg afterwards. Yeah, Nico Rosberg afterwards was like, oh, he should have defended, blah, 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 blah. His tyres were gone. <laughs> I'm surprised dude finished the race because his tyres were gone. They're having to push, both him and Lewis are having to push so much on these tyres that just could not handle it. And it's very interesting. I think you'll like this. Lap 46... Valtteri Bottas on the radio. I'm going to self-censor here. He goes, Why the mm does no one listen to me when I said it was going to be a two-stop race? And he was very, very angry. And the interesting thing here I saw on Twitter was that uh, he had actually asked for the two-stop two laps before Max Verstappen pitted the second time. Lewis had asked for the two-stop three laps before Max pitted for the first time. For the second time, sorry. So this is where... Mercedes strategy just That's so spicy. They got it wrong. What's what's going on with Mercedes strategy, honestly? This oh, season they have been so strong for so long, but then this season they're just dropping off. And I didn't see it coming. I honestly oh, yeah. didn't. I really and I don't think anyone saw it coming. No, because it was was it Spain or Portugal that they did the undercut? on Red Bull and we were like wow Mercedes strategy amazing amazing <laughs> best ever and then ever since then it's been a bit crap yeah and then a few laps later I don't know what lap it is I put a question mark there uh, Sergio Perez overtakes Bottas again as I said before Checo was had been on such a long stint with his first set of tyres that he was on much fresher tyres at this point and Bottas really could not have done much to help himself. So that's Checo went into P3 at this point. And then we get to the last few laps of the race. Lewis Hamilton hanging on to P1. He had, I believe at one point he had a five second lead. But then he goes dump, dump over some curbs. And that lead just gets cut down. And Max starts charging. We get to the penultimate lap. And Max just, bump, right past Lewis. 
again, much like Bottas, oh my couldn't God. have done much. And so it was drama right to the end, honestly. But from the sounds of it, it was a well-deserved win for Red Bull and Max. Oh, 100%. Red Bull, on their strategy, 100% deserved to win that. And Mercedes, on their strategy, deserved to not win it. Because Lewis and Valtteri drove well. But <laughs> you can only drive so well when you've got worn-out tyres and a bad strategy. Oh, definitely. And it just, yeah, didn't go well for them. But Red Bull... Props to them. Amazing. Amazing. So, in Paul Ricard's standards, I think that was a pretty pretty decent race. I reckon. I reckon so. I mean, obviously, I haven't watched French GP and all that before. But from what we recapped in the... Was it the previous podcast episode? Yeah. Gosh, that was ages ago. It was ages ago. The previous ones haven't been great. Yeah, so this one... Pretty, pretty decent, and I'm trying to remember because I have so many notes on what happened because it was all focused on that front battle. But the McLarens were having a great time as well, if I remember right. It's two weeks ago. I'm trying to, well, no, one week. Oh, it's only one week ago. Oh my gosh. We are recording this after the Styrian Grand Prix, so so <sighs> much racing. Brain, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what overtakes happened when. The, the McLarens both did, despite being on two different strategies, it looked like two different strategies. They both did very well. Lots of overtaking. Very fun. Didn't they finish fifth and sixth? Fifth and sixth, yeah. The Ferraris, not a good day for Ferrari, really? I'll tell you that one. Yeah, really not a good day. Neither of them finished in the points. Oh my gosh. Mm, and they, I think they, they have said since that they had lot of problems with tyre degradation stuff and you could tell during the race because Charles had to do a two stop and you could tell it wasn't like a strategic two stop it was a we need to change these tyres two stop. Oh my gosh. So very very bad day for Ferrari. Good day for Williams. George Russell if I remember right because I I don't even have it written down (laughs) the, the ending order. George Russell if I remember right P12 Decent. And mind, no one retired from this race. P12, on pure merit from that Williams, is very impressive. And the thing is, no one noticed during the race. It's just like, at the end, oh yeah, wait, George got P12. I don't even know how it happened. Incredible. (laughs) He's driving the pants off that car. Yeah, and that car cannot handle it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, George. Oh, George, trying not to talk about Styria right now. I know. But, oh, George. I'm holding it in. <laughs> how how were don't. your Alpha Tauris? Pierre did all right. I mean, they both did all right, actually. Um, Pierre got seventh. Yeah. Was Yuki able to make up Which was many places? Yuki, yeah, Yuki went from a pit lane start to P13. Decent. Which is very good, but... He needs to put in the qualifying times. Yeah. Because that could have been P10 up to, like, P7 or P6 or something, you know. So it's kind of bittersweet, I think, Yuki's performance. I think, oh, the Aston Martins, Lance Stroll went from P19, not setting a lap in qualifying, to P10. Incredible. I think Stroll is being highly ignored and underrated this season 
He's putting in so many good performances consistently and he's just not getting the attention for it. I think so. He wasn't even in the top three for driver of the day, I don't think. I think who got driver of the day? I think Max got driver of the day. I think Daniel was close. But Stroll Stroll should have been in it. He deserves so much more credit. I think the problem is, because he has Seb as his partner, who's already a very well-loved driver, but considering Seb had such a bad start to the season and then has just been going really well since, the focus is so much on him and how he's improved and not so much on how Lance has. It's just a shame. Oh, yeah. It is just a shame. Because, I mean... You know, we love all 19 of the drivers on the grid. All 19. (laughs) So we just love to give love to all of them. So this, you know, this episode is dedicated to Lance Stroll. We love you, Lance. (laughs) We love you, Lance. Love to you, Lance. And Lawrence. (laughs) And Lawrence. I was going to call him... (laughs) I was going to call Lance King Stroll, but I think King is reserved for Latifi. We could call him yeah. Prince, Prince Stroll. We could we could call him Lord Stroll. Lord Stroll. That's Lord I love that. Stroll. Lord oh. Stroll. That's it. Big up Lord Stroll. <laughs> Stroll roll. Stroll roll. Yeah, so I mean we've kinda of gone through it, but do you want to this week try and figure out who was the top ten? Or should I try oh and remember? Oh my god. <laughs> right. No, I wanna You try. might be able to figure it out from what I said. I'm gonna absolutely murder this because I have the memory of a fish. Let's go. I can do it. I believe in you, Chloe. I'm confident with one thing. P1, Max Verstappen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love that. Then I want to go it, Chloe. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Yep. I want to go Perez. Yep. Because it was a double podium for Red Bull. Love that for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. This is where things go a bit... Uh. Considering I haven't watched this, so I'm going to be massively off. P4. Bottas? Yes, 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 it was Bottas, yep. I was like, I think think it's going to be Bottas, but considering how much he was screwed over during that race. And tell me about, I was watching it and I was just like, oh no, it was, it was, it was someone who's quite fond of Bottas. I'm fond of all the drivers on the grid. I just like, just felt so bad for him. Anyway. Anyway. P5. P5. Go Lando. with your heart. Yeah. P6. Daniel. Yes. Yeah. I love that for them. We love to see it. I. If only he can keep it up till Styria. That would be so good. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, P7. We're in uncharted waters here. Gasly. Yes. Now, P8, who do you think it was? You've had no hints to who P8 might be. No hints whatsoever. I know it's not the Ferraris. It's not the Ferraris. It's not Yuki. I'm process of elimination right here. I want to go... Oh, it could be an Alpine. Is it an Alpine? Oh, it is an Alpine. Oh. Alonso. Yes. Yes. Okay. P9. Now. P9. I know P10 is Lance Stroll. Yes. So P9. Is it the other Alpine? 
my Wi-Fi has stopped. It's not the other Alpine. Okay, it's not the other Alpine. (laughs) Is it an Aston Martin? It is an Aston Martin. Is it Sebastian Vettel? It is Sebastian Vettel. (laughs) Round of applause, you've made it through, Chloe. Yay! Who do you think got fastest lap? Even Max, Max or Lewis? It was Max, yeah. <laughs> My uh, Wi-Fi dropped, so when I said, uh, is it Sebastian Vettel, I thought you were doing like a really long, dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sort of like cut out, you sort of cut out for me when you said, is it an Alpine? So I only just caught Alpine on the end, so I was like, I hope she's just asked, is it an Alpine? Because I'm just going to say no. <laughs> Because if you were like, is it an Aston Martin and I just heard it wrong and gone no, <laughs> then it would have been... But yeah, so I think France was... It was a better race than we thought it would be. I'm going to I'm gonna blame that on the fact that I couldn't watch it, so you're welcome, everyone. That's a good, that's a good point, that's a good point. Make, stop watching races, Chloe. I mean, I watched today's race <laughs> after a break, uh, and there you go. Well... <laughs> Although, to be fair, I think I need you to watch the races because these notes... Like, I have sped through this because I could not focus. Like, anything else that happened interesting in terms of midfield overtakes? <laughs> my brain's just gone. It was like... Oh, so much... I was oh, too much too much to focus on. My brain don't work like this, Chloe. How'd you do it? I'm talented. You're just so talented. <laughs> Clearly. So intelligent. <laughs> but yeah, good good race just it, it is what it is you know stuff it happened is what it, it is. was a strategic race strategic race more than anything i think it's exposed ferrari's weaknesses a bit more mclaren look good mercedes get your act together get your act together oh my god it reminds me of that uh that tiktok sound you're trash kid <laughs> <laughs> like here's us two we've Zero engineering knowledge, zero mm-hmm. technical knowledge, criticising. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was trying to find, I couldn't find it, but I was trying to find a clip from a video to put at the end of it where, because I remember it happening, but I could not find the clip of me just going, who am I? Who am I to, to criticise these people? Who am I to criticise? You know what, this is the end of the podcast, what are we doing? Why should we? Why should what are we, we even doing this for? Listen, you know what? I'm, I'm off. We're done. For the benefit of the podcast, <laughs> Rachel's just left the room. <laughs> oh, she's back. I changed my mind. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I changed my mind. I, I'll keep it. I'll keep it going for a bit longer. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, that that was the race. Um. We got through that quite quickly, actually. Should we talk about news? Yes, I have some news to talk yes. about. Um, Do your little... This, there you go. Yeah. This is me going on to the next thing. I'll put some music behind it. Ha 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 What kind of music should I put behind that this time? I'd kind of like to get some, like, samba-y. Oh, yeah. Kind of music. The vibes. The vibe of that. So, there's not as much news for before the French GP... As there is before the Austrians, so we might mix them up slightly, actually, just just if we have time. So, first big news that came out. 
Esteban Ocon staying at Alpine until 2024. George Russell to Mercedes confirmed. George Russell to Mercedes confirmed. Interesting thing about this as well is that it came out from Alpine that despite the fact that Mercedes is still managing Esteban, there is no provision in the contract that means that Mercedes can take him out of it. That's interesting. So he is 100% at Alpine until 2024. He's been locked in. He's been locked in, which I quite like to see. I like the I like the stability for Esteban, considering he's had a year out. Yeah, and he's been a bit a bit rough, and obviously we've known that Alonso's contract stays until next year. At least. So if anyone was going to have to leave Alpine, it would have been Ocon. Esteban. But now he has that stability. Who I feel bad for in this situation is the Alpine junior drivers. Yeah. Because I saw, I think it was earlier today I saw Fernando Alonso saying that he would like to stay at Alpine until 2024. I saw that. I saw someone tweet something like, go home, grandpa. <laughs> like, that's a bit harsh, but I understand where they're coming from. Like when they announced that he's coming back to the sport, I remember tweeting, ugh, and it gained quite a bit of traction because... <laughs> people they want to see the new talent the young drivers coming up and Alonso had this great big send off and then he came back and mm, I don't know Alpine could really do with a sort of sister team or a daughter team 100% I think they could, they could really do because they have this junior academy but these guys that are in F2 now you know, if Ocon and Alonso are staying until 2024... They're being screwed you know, over, There's really. just not much room for them. Yeah, exactly. You'd be better off being in the Red Bull Junior Academy, and I wouldn't say that lightly. Ooh. <laughs> I know. But we do love Alpine, though, because they did send us signed driver cards when we asked for them. <gasps> yeah. Yay. I'm still wait. We're still waiting on all of our other signed ones. I was hoping we'd have some more by now, but it is what I it know, is. Me too. We've got Red Bull. We've got Alpine. By the way, we haven't been sent these because of the podcast. We've been sent them because we asked for them. Because we, we begged sent them. envelopes. <laughs> we begged them. We sent some very simpy letters. We basically <laughs> told every team that we're their <laughs> biggest fans. I even every team. I even said to Hass, you know, huge Mazepin fan, huge fan of Mick Schumacher, number one fan. You guys are gonna do great this season, I'm sure of it. Oh The things we do. The things we do. I just I just really hope we get a king a signed King Latifi. People have been receiving them. We've paid oh. we've spent money sending these envelopes out. I deserve We literally them. we sat at the table back at our uni house pile of envelopes pile of letters and we just were writing and we were going and going and going and so far we've only got red bull which aren't signed but that's fair enough they're just they're just photo cards aren't they yeah yeah and alpine which are signed which is very exciting and i have a daniel kvyat one and if you've listened (laughs) to one of the previous podcasts you'll know why (laughs) love (laughs) <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't heard anything about the drawing to McLaren yet though <laughs> um, oh I completely forgot <laughs> oh no I'm so sorry for reminding you of I that I completely forgot I did that 
Shall we move on to something a bit more wholesome and less embarrassing? Let's go. Kevin Magnuson got to drive for McLaren in IndyCar. I love that. I mean, if we ignore the result of the race, very wholesome. Unfortunately, he did uh, go out in the race. I think it was an engine issue. But he did get to drive an IndyCar for McLaren, which meant we had Grosjean and Magnussen driving in the same race again. I love that. I do love that. And what I love about it is that Magnussen still obviously has these connections to McLaren. Oh, yeah. Um, Because that was... That was where he got his last, his I want to say first and last F1 podium. Mm-hmm. For it was it his first race for McLaren, his first race in F1. Oh gosh, I don't want to be spouting fake news, but I feel like that was it. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> we'll pretend it is, because it just makes it all the more wholesome, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Okay, so, Mag. That was really nice to see. Uh, I don't know if he'll keep on going with McLaren because I don't know the the dude that got injured and I saw the crash that the McLaren dude I I can't remember his name, I apologise but the guy who got injured who Kevin Magnussen was replacing, that was a the stonker of a crash that was a stonker and it took them so long to sort it out I was watching it and I kept flicking back and it was ages because they were trying to get this wall in and it just did not fit (laughs) the wall didn't fit and I just, what, what do you do? What do you do when a wall doesn't fit? You just keep pushing, apparently. (laughs) There you go. That's how they did it. I don't think this was before the French GP, but because we've got time left, we'll move on to some more news. Do you know what? Let's just talk about news here, because it'll entice people to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Let's keep going. F1 news. Powering on. We're a news channel. Let's go. Yeah. F1 news, not UK news. Uh, oh, we're not going to get political. Uh, UK mm. politics have been very interesting this week. UK politics. Uh. If you're not from the UK, uh, Google Matt Hancock and I'll leave it there. <laughs> leave it there. He's been a very naughty little boy. Very naughty boy. Can't believe that. Can't believe. F1, we're not going to talk about politics because it, it put me off my dinner. It put me off, my, I think it was my breakfast, I'd just eaten my breakfast and I saw the photos and I was like, hey, it's all about to come back up again. So I'll, you know, I'll do this bit of news because I think maybe a little bit of conversation could go with it. So Lewis Hamilton said that he does not see why the Mercedes lineup has to change. Of course he doesn't see because the current lineup, no. he is clearly the number one driver, no denying that. And he's scared that if the lineup changes, his position as number one driver is going to be at threat, especially mm. if a certain George Russell <laughs> gets the seat. It, there's a dude. His 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 name rhymes with Borge Bustle. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. I, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Although it's kind of like I was in two minds about it. So I'm like, oh, spicy. But I was also like, well. Surely you, he just wouldn't sit there and go, yeah, I think it should change. Like, it would just be a bit wrong of him to sit there and say that. No, I, I guess you're correct. <laughs> I guess but it's right. also just, like, fun to be like, oh. I love my, my immediate Spicy. reaction was like, oh, 
But no clue. Think well, it through. He's not going to yeah. say, yeah, I think we should get rid of Bottas. He's not going to say that. But you know what? We've got time. So, right, the backstory. What's the backstory going to be? I So, Lewis and George, obviously, because of this, hate each other. No. <laughs> Lewis hates George. George looks up to Lewis. Oh, yeah. Definitely that. Have you seen the picture of him walking after Lewis? Like, that's what I'm thinking of right now. Why? Why does Lewis hate george george actually gave lewis covid19 oh that's that's a fact i mean you can that's a fact everywhere because george wanted to have a go in the mercedes seat that's what happened so lewis hates george because of this but but actually no wait lewis thinks that george gave him covid19 but he didn't and that's why toto still likes george because toto had covid19 as well Toto knows the truth. What is who gave Lewis Hamilton COVID nineteen on the grid? This is one Alexander Albon. <laughs> Shots, but you need to insert as payback. And Alexander Albon gave Lewis Hamilton COVID nineteen because of Austria. This guy's such a sore loser. He thought if I'm going out this year, I'm gonna get my own back on a dude that ruined my race back at the start of the calendar <laughs> imagine but, what a big fat conspiracy oh i'm trying to think is there anything more to the conspiracy what why lewis hamilton caught covid19 and missed that race that george mm-hmm. took his seat so alex gave him it well how do, how do we put bottas into this why does he like bottas so much oh oh Maybe, <laughs> maybe Lewis was the one that commissioned that painting for Bottas. <gasps> the one with Bottas on his the cursed throat. painting. The per- if you haven't seen it, you need to see this. It's Bottas sat on a throne with his girlfriend Tiffany stood behind it, beside him, looking very glamorous, I must say. Oh, she is gorgeous. With Homer Simpson pouring a bottle of something. You've is Mr. Burns Mr. in Mr. Burns is scrubbing the floor, and you've got Princess Jasmine, the Disney princess, <laughs> also there. Makes no sense whatsoever. It's it's brilliant. So Lewis commissioned that for Bottas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that adds in. <laughs> Lewis commissioned that for Bottas. That that's just part of the conspiracy. Because Lewis loves Bottas that much. He's showing his affection through this painting. But he didn't know that that painting was done on with cursed materials. Which <laughs> is why Bottas has had such bad luck this season. There you go. Another big fat conspiracy theory. <laughs> Incredible. Could write, could write a fan fiction about this. Although it's, it's not romantic. It's all platonic. We- a book of outlandish F1 conspiracy theories. Another way to make some money. We That's will do it. anything to make money without actually working a proper job. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Sponsor us, please, because we don't want to do proper jobs. But, uh, we're getting to the end of uni. I mean, I've, I'll hopefully do a master's. You've got another year of your undergraduate. Thank God, another year of zero um, responsibilities. Loving my life. But then, 
But then we're going to get to a point, Chloe, where we've got to get real jobs. No, because by then this podcast is going to be so huge. That's a good point. We're going to have like WTF1 success and it will all be fine. Exactly. And before we become proper adults, we're just going to have a great time and buy Turbo Attacks. Did you order them? I ordered them. They're coming tomorrow. <sighs> I'm so excited. I might make a video. You I might should. make a video. Please do. When I think I think I'll make a video unboxing then. You should. And you know what? It's going to get so many views because people, there's no unboxing of F1 TurboTax <laughs> on YouTube yet. Have you been looking for it? <laughs> no, but there's <laughs> no. <laughs> don't expose me. Honestly, I'm going to go to Tesco's as soon as I get back into no- Nottingham. That's like the first thing. I'm going to run. I hope they're in stock. I wonder oh. when they come into stock. They won't be in stock once we get our hands on them. We have been checking that shelf in Tesco's since when? March? Oh, since... Because, I mean, we first got some Turbo Attacks last season. We got them in, like... Right at the end. The very end of the season. And we just thought, hey, let's buy a couple each. That could be fun. And then we never saw them again. Never saw them again. And ever since, we've just... We've wanted them. We've had an itch that could not be scratched. We want to spend money on pieces of card. (laughs) I want some shiny cards. I want I want a special shiny card. They look so pretty. They do look pretty. And I can't I've got the the starter pack so it's got the binder. So I can put them all in the binder. Oh my god. I'm gonna watch your unboxing video and it might persuade me to order one myself. (laughs) Oh, potentially. Hey, we might, they might have arrived by the time we film the Styrian episode. How exciting. Maybe. So, yeah, hopefully that'll be fun. And if if they have arrived by the time we do the Styrian episode, then that'll be the episode that's uploaded at the same time as this. So you you won't even have to wait. You won't even have to wait if you're listening. <laughs> They're right there, potentially. It, it might already be out for you. Might, oh, Wow. How lucky you! <laughs> Coming at you with the content here. This would be the point now that we would say, oh, what do you think will happen in the Styrian GP? But it's kind of redundant now because it just happened. But Chloe, what are your predictions for the Styrian GP? I think it's going to rain. I think it's going to be pure chaos. You know how Max is P1 and I think there's going to be a crash. I think it's going to be huge. They're going to take each other out. It's going to be the best race of the whole season so far. Well, yeah, rain has been forecast all week, so it would make sense for it to rain. It's, it's oh, I'm going to put money on it raining. I, you know what? That's a good idea, Chloe. I think it will rain. I think Daniel Ricciardo is going to have a great race. I think Pierre Gasly is going to make it to the end. And I, d- I don't think Max Verstappen will pull away and just have... Uh, a lonely race up front. I, I don't know. think that's going to happen. And Lando Norris is 100% getting a podium. 100%. He's getting a podium. 100%. 100%. Sounds like some good predictions. Solid predictions. I'm sure they'll come true. <laughs> <laughs> King Latifi's going to get a podium as well. If I say it every week, then it'll one happen. One day. What do you mean one day? It's going to happen during the Styrian GP, Of Chloe. course it is. Of course it is. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I want Latifi merch. I'm so close to getting Latifi merch. I don't even have McLaren merch. I need I to sort myself out. 
actually, I have a cap. I have yeah. a oh, cap. yes, we have caps. You got caps. I also have a Renault t-shirt now. I meant to get it in an extra large. Be like, have an oversized shirt. All fun. This is why you shouldn't order things at 2am, because I got it off eBay and it was a 3XL. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, very, it's very big, very it's oversized. Like but, you know, it's like a blanket. I'm working it. I'll work it. It's, it's good. But... Another yes. bit of news that I've just suddenly... Oh, popped into your head. Nothing too exciting, but the announcement that Silverstone is going ahead at full capacity. Yes! I mean, <laughs> we're not going! We're not going! <laughs> I can't afford maybe, it. Maybe we should um, set up our own Silverstone. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, Channel 4 have the rights to show the Silverstone Grand Prix live. So we'll be able Ooh. to put it on the big TV if we're in Nottingham. <gasps> yes. Oh, perfect. Absolutely. We'll basically perfect. be there. We'll basi- We'll be. We'll basically be there. Yeah. Pretty much. It's gonna that be sounds so right. weird to see a full capacity. Oh, it is. I really hope it does take full capacity and that it doesn't last minute get changed. But that's why I'm still holding up. Oh, is that? Is that a family member? That that's my mum. Five minutes until spaghetti bolognese. I think we need to end this podcast. <laughs> spaghetti bolognese. I'm, I'm sorry, Chloe. F1's great, but spaghetti bolognese is a different kettle of fish. Hey, I had that last night. You had that last night, twinsies. <laughs> Love that for us. <laughs> Love that for us. I'm going to put so much cheese on it. Stan, you've you got to. You will not believe. You've got to. Of cheese, but. Right. Silverstone, great. We'll have a great time at home. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's it for this episode of The Rookies. What are we talking about next week? <laughs> uh, ne- next week. AKA in, in probably tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. We will be looking at the Styrian Grand Prix and all the excitement that happened. Lots there. and lots of all, excitement. All the rain. <laughs> if you want to keep up to date with the podcast, then make sure to follow us on our socials at the rookies f1 podcast on instagram and at the rookies f1 on twitter and mm-hmm. youtube is oh youtube yeah the rookies f1 i'll put it in the link tree love that go and check it out <laughs> and make sure to tune in next episode it should be up already and have a, a simply, simply lovely, lovely day, day. <laughs> i'm sure that lag did not affect that at all <laughs> Bye! Bye <laughs>